Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into the 92nd edition of the TFS podcast here. It's Locktober, baby, the 4th of 2022. Um, here we are. Um, college football, we're going to week six already. It's crazy. NFL week five. I'm wearing my Bad Boys Pistons shirt tonight, first preseason game. Um, Red Wings are playing preseason games right now. Uh, Baseball playoffs start Thursday or Friday, I believe, and all the spots are clinched. Um, Crazy, uh, great time to be alive, and college basketball is frick Michigan State's first games in 34 days. That's crazy. Um, But yeah, uh, podium as usual, I'll go first, per usual. Um, I'll talk about baseball real quick with Tigers. So they're winning now. Uh, if anyone pays attention, isn't paying attention, they're like, I think they've won like eight out of their last ten against good teams. Um, why now? Their season's been over for a while in terms of playoffs. It's because they're performing for next year. Because these guys are playing for their jobs. They know that um, you know, the new GM slash president is going to come in and try to clean house, and these guys are playing hard for their jobs, and they're doing it. I don't know why they wouldn't just play with this urgency all season because, you know, that would make sense. Um, just seems like it's like that with every sports team that I care about and root for. Um, there's no sense of urgency until, well, there is nothing to play for. Um, but nevertheless, the Tigers are winning. I guess it's good to carry momentum into next year, and hopefully we thought that they'd be close to 500 in the playoff hunt, not even close. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, we were wrong. We've been Our predictions have been really, really bad <laughs> in the Lately. last... This this calendar year, um, when it comes to sports, we thought the, the that the uh, Tigers would be decent. We thought Michigan State football would be great. You thought Nebraska would be great. I thought Purdue would be great. Eh, no, we're wrong. But nonetheless, um, let's go to yours. What do you got? All right, my podium. Ryan rolled his eyes when he asked me what my podium was. He says this is not a political platform, so I'll try to keep it as <coughs> apolitical as possible, although you know that that's not. Possible. My podium is what is up with the spate of hiding life-threatening truths. And I'm talking about truths and injury. So we'll stay away from the obvious for a second and then we'll get to that. But if you haven't, if you've been living under a rock and you haven't paid attention, there is something crazy going on with the concussion protocol in the NFL right now. I feel like for a while it was very kind of buttoned up. I mean, I think about like Ryan went through concussion protocol several times in college basketball, you know, to the point of having to go see this specialist who actually, I think (laughs) helped, excuse me, write some of the protocol for the NFL. I don't know if he's still involved or not, but like, I know what the, what this entails. Like personally, we went through this with Ryan as a parent. A couple weeks ago to a, hit the back of his head, which the concussion specialist we saw said that is a telltale sign, whether you're in football or especially like in basketball or whatever. If you hit your the back of your head on something hard, that there's a really good chance it's a concussion. And to his case, he was stumbling around, and they took him out, but it was at the end of the second quarter, and then they cleared him at halftime and put him back in. like, And they blamed it on his back. So surprise, then last Thursday, since the last time we were on the pod, he gets slammed down on his head again, which actually, you know, the the hit itself, if you really watch it without context, it wasn't, I mean, it was hard. He hit the back of his head hard, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, that guy's dead. But the problem was, is he clearly had a concussion just four or five days before that. And one thing we learned is the reason why they hold you out of these things is because the succession of hits is what causes the, the things that lead to things like CTE. 
I mean, shame on the NFL, shame on the Dolphins. They at least fired this, you know, independent consultant for letting him go back in. I mean, if you saw the way his fingers were at first, when I that saw his fingers, I didn't see that his head hit. I thought he just like dislocated his fingers. I'm like, what weird? And then I realized, no, he hit his head, and he's in like a brain trauma state. I saw that one other time. It was a Seattle Seahawks against somebody a couple years ago where the same type of thing happened, and it was just like scares the hell out of you. And like, what? This is a young guy who's having success. Why would you put his career at risk for one win? Nobody's going to go undefeated in the NFL. It hasn't happened since the Dolphins in the 70s. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Hell, the Patriots, who had probably the greatest team ever several years ago, they didn't even do it because they lost in the Super Bowl. So why are we trading the health of a player for one freaking game? Hopefully they'll get this right. Hopefully Tua won't play for several weeks. You know, if they're like, oh, he's week to week, BS. He should be out for a while because you should put that young man's health first. On the other side, you could get on the more political side. I say this because Ryan sent me a story about a guy that kind of flew under the radar with this story, a USC big guy who this summer, I think he's a freshman to be, he was a top recruit, had sudden cardiac arrest. And I'm going to challenge you to go and look at the, I think it's called like SARS or something like that, where they put all the severe adverse reactions for, uh, especially the COVID vaccine. The amount of young athletes, in this case, fortunately, this kid, this young man didn't pass away, but the amount of young athletes dying from myocarditis as a direct result of the COVID vaccine that nobody wants to talk about pisses me off. You forced people into this. You forced kids into this. My daughter didn't, fortunately, don't think has myocarditis, but she got forced and bullied into it by her school, by her former swim program and her teammates because they were selfish and they wanted to complete their season. She's had health issues. This is a bunch of BS. We need to stop listening to the media. We need to stop letting Pfizer, you know, schlep their eighth booster for kids, especially. When I get that ad, when I'm watching sports at home and it's kids saying, I should get, I'm going to get my booster because of this. Bullshit. Stop. You are ruining the lives of these kids. And this this guy for USC, arguably, probably, not a generational talent, but a guy that had NBA aspirations. 7-1 with tremendous skills, highly recruited, very likely might not ever play again. Why? Because of a jab that doesn't work. It's reckless and nobody's taking ownership and I couldn't let it go when I keep seeing stories about this or I keep seeing stories about kids who are passing away, high school, college, whatever, athletes especially who are healthy and in the prime of their life. NFL, screw you for what you did to Tua. Government, Fauci, whatever, screw you for what you did to these kids. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, that was, uh, that was tough to watch with Tua. Scary. scary. There's a lot of weird head injuries this past while in sports. Lots of carded guys. Um, college, NFL, you name it, um, scary stuff. I mean, football's a violent game, we know that. But um, For all the protective measures they put scary. in, and you let that protocol slide, it just it, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. All right, for flag. We, at first we were going to flag um, one Coach Shiano from Rutgers, and then I kind of read the press conference, and they kind of diffused that whole situation. I'll probably talk about it a little bit in first down, but... So for this week, because we need to give it a little bit more of a pulpit, so this will be a longer flag than you know personal foul than possible. But if you missed this news, Wisconsin became I think the fifth you know Power Five school to let a coach go so far. Um, Georgia Tech fired a coach and then went and beat ranked Pitt. Arizona State fired Herm, Edward, <coughs> Herm Edwards. Colorado this weekend fired Carl um, Durrell, who replaced Mel Tucker at Colorado. They albeit they were really bad. Um, still, obviously Nebraska fired Scott Frost, probably should have done that before, but still they did it before they could have, they could have waited till October 1st and saved themselves a lot of money. Wisconsin, they, they fire Paul Christ. And I don't have his numbers exactly in front of me, but something like ish mid upper fifties wins to mid twenties losses since 2015 at Wisconsin. Now I get it. It hasn't been that great the last couple of years. Um, the offense is kind of stuck in neutral and whatever. And they're two and three. They just took a beating from Illinois and former Wisconsin great coach Bielema 
over the weekend at home, probably one of their worst, I think one of their worst home losses since like 1989 or something like that. My complaint, my flag is why are you, fi- I mean, I know why it's so it's rhetorical, but why are you firing coaches mid season? These kids commit to coaches and their coaching staff. And you wonder why transferring is such an epidemic. You're, you're throwing away a guy who has had success. Now, not in the near future, not in the what have you done for me lately category, but over time and generally speaking has had great success. Why? Because you think you should compete for, I didn't really necessarily read it, but reading between the lines, national titles in Madison? Let me just put Wisconsin fans, like, knock you down a peg. You play in the Big Ten West. The Big Ten Ten West sucks. It's easy to win the Big Ten West every year. Michigan State would be in your shoes and winning the Big Ten West every year if they were in the Big Ten West. You don't have Ohio State. You don't have a resurgent Michigan. You don't have the threat of Penn State. You don't have the threat of Michigan State. You don't even have a team like Indiana or Maryland that can pop up and maybe bite you in the butt. Nebraska has sucked for years. Iowa can't get out of its own way on offense, albeit they've been decent. Illinois has sucked for a long time. Northwestern's good every like fifth even year. Minnesota always peters out. It's you. It's only you, Wisconsin. And so you have this overflated sense that we need to fire our coach because it's not good enough. Let me just say this, and then we'll move on to first down. Nebraska used that same mindset, and they have sucked donkey you-know-what for the last several years because they fired in succession two guys that only went out and won nine games a year. You're going to get what's coming to you. I know it's a dry run for Jimmy Leonard, and he's the savior and whatever. How? How is your defensive coordinator going to change that team? It's not going to change. How? You tell me how. Flag on all these programs, especially for Wisconsin, for canning coaches midseason. There's no point to it. Wisconsin will argue it's to give him a dry run. Maybe it'll work because Wisconsin has kind of a dog meat schedule the rest of the way. It's ridiculous. It's it's indicative of college football being big business. And that part of it, I'm freaking tired of. All right, let's move I to love first down. I only have to get mad. Um, here we go. Uh, four downs. Uh, big 10 review as usual um, here on, on first down. Um, kind of an interesting weekend, um, first kind of full weekend of conference plays, second full weekend, whatever. Um, here's the games, I guess. Um, we'll just get right into it. Don't we do that in third down usually? Don't we do it? No, I'm saying reviewing the games. Oh, the games from last week, okay. Yeah, Michigan-Iowa. Congratulations, Michigan. You beat a team that has no offense. If I have to hear no more. Joel Klatt literally suck off J.J. McCarthy for how great goal. he is. Give me a break. It, it, could he be great? Sure he could. He's got the skills. He's talented. He's got a hell of an offensive line, something Michigan State doesn't have. But I am so tired of hearing, oh, he's arrived. He's arrived. He had 155 yards passing. And, yeah, I get it. Iowa's defense is good. But Ryan and I, with his buddies and a couple of my buddies, could have strung together 11 guys that could have scored a couple touchdowns and beat Iowa because Iowa can't score. Enough. Show me the money when you play the big boys. And the thing is, is for Michigan, I'm looking at their schedule real quick. They don't play any big they, boys. They play Indiana this week. Eh, not going to win. Penn State at Maybe home. Penn State, no. but it's at home. No, Not Michigan win. State this year. They're only not Rutgers. Not Nebraska. Illinois, maybe if they're looking ahead to Ohio State. The only time Michigan's going to get tested is in the Ohio State game. And they're going to go 11-1, and one, and they're going to get into the Rose Bowl a, a, you know, a BCS, or a, not BCS, a power Whatever the, you know, what are they? New Year's Six. New Year's Six. I was like, BCS. New Year's Six. And they're always oh, Harbaugh. See, glad he stayed, blah, blah, blah. Like, enough. Enough. I mean, yeah. here's the thing Iowa is the most painfully predictable team I think I've ever watched. I, I honestly, and Iowa's what, three and two right now? I will take having to watch the train wreck that is Michigan State the last three weeks over Iowa any day. Because at least you're going to get some dumbfounded, like, dumb luck mixed in with what the hell just happened and excitement. Like, Iowa is the same vanilla, plain, 
they only throw to tight ends. That's the only way they can stretch the field. Their running backs aren't very good. Their offensive line is average. Their quarterback sucks. So I'm sorry. At the beginning of the year, I thought, and Ryan and I both pegged Iowa as winning that game against Michigan because at Iowa and whatever, but clearly we saw, now, now not to take away from Michigan. Michigan's a good football team. There's no question about it. But they are not the second coming. They are not the fourth-ranked team in the country. They struggled to beat Maryland. Barely beat Maryland more than by more than Michigan State lost to them. Um, and Michigan State's we know is in the toilet right now. They struggled. Yeah, it was twenty-seven to seven, I think, because Iowa couldn't score. Like throw a fourth and goal from the two. They throw a pass short when they could have made it like twenty to fourteen. Like that's the, yeah, the Iowa so being stupid. Iowa. So uh, that's a long way of saying that game. Show me the money, maybe when you play Penn State, mm-hmm. but that's not even on the road. Show me the money, probably week twelve when you play at Ohio. Well, I mean, State. and it helps, you know, Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson basically fall around oh, yeah. Michigan everywhere. Big noon go. every week. This every is the week. third week in a row. You're and they get me. it for Penn State, and I'm guessing they'll get it for Michigan State. So yeah. that'll be it. Would have been what Maryland uh, five weeks in a row. Five, five weeks in a row. In a row they had for Ohio yeah. State. Wouldn't be surprised if they got it for Illinois as well. I mean, ridiculous. I I don't. JJ, yeah, I'm done with this. You, you say you wanted a guy that can run, bring excitement, that doesn't check down the center game manager. What is JJ doing right now that's different Same than what Cade McNamara would do? McNamara. Maybe he runs a little more, but is he? He's doing prettier to look at. Anything different? He's prettier Maybe he, to look he's at. He's just a bigger quarterback. I mean, that's it. What? There's no difference. So you guys can anyone that says that you can just shove it because that's not true. You do the same thing. He does the same damn thing Cade did. Agreed. Misses deep balls, checks down a lot, you know, has a really good offensive line and a nice run game and a defense yeah. good enough to hold, and you just have to make enough plays to win. The offensive line is Their fantastic. Offensive line is very and good. I will say, Blake, I've got bigger corn in my crap. Corum is a nice back. I still would like to see him against, uh, you know, Iowa's defense is pretty good, but I'd still like to see him against, like, a really good hard-hitting defense. Um you know, to see if he can kind of hold up. But, you know, he, he's he's probably been the most impressive player for Michigan so far, not J.J. Yeah. You know, not you know they're not blowing the doors off. They struggled against Maryland. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm tired of hearing about that. Let's move to the next Purdue, game. Minnesota. Um, oh, my gosh. So, so Minnesota's actually not good. Oh, as we speak, Aaron Judge just broke Roger Maris' record. 62. Nice. 62. Uh, pretty cool. Somebody pitched to him. Good for him. Yep. That sucks. Um, but Minnesota... Uh, this just makes me even more concerned about Michigan State after that. I mean, they didn't have Ibrahim, which is tough. Let me just say this. But I'm going to quote my least favorite Spartan beat writer, Mr. Liberal, go get vaccinated himself, Graham Couch on Fire from Lansing State Journal. I only read this because Chris sent it to me. He promised me it was good because I don't read that dog shit anymore since Jack Ebling left. This quote is fitting for Minnesota. He started an article. This was actually just before the Maryland game. Um, and we'll talk Michigan State more in a minute. So this is more in relation to Minnesota. But th- th- what Ryan said about Ibrahim stood out to me. He started this article that he wrote just before the Maryland game and then followed up with after the Maryland game. Everything you might be feeling about Michigan State's football program right now is Kenneth Walker's fault. Really, he did this. I'm going to say it's the same for Minnesota because we saw it with our own eyes. Tanner Morgan. He's horrible. You may as well put me out there left-handed at quarterback. He's not good. Ryan called that out last week. He's not good. He had very good offensive line. They had no run game against a very average Purdue um, defense. Very average Purdue defense. What Ibrahim had like well over 100 yards, and he was a bruiser. He made Michigan State, who's usually pretty stout against the run, pay every time he touched the ball. He was hurt in the Michigan State game, I think, and didn't play against Purdue. And Minnesota promptly went out and got their ass kicked by Purdue, who's been so far pretty ho-hum mediocre. I've lost some close games, I get it, but have been eh. And they held them to 10 points. That is a one-man team. Yeah, not good. And if he's out for any extended period of time, it'll look pretty bad. Like, we had a guy at the Michigan State-Minnesota game go, that looks like an ACL. Now, he came back in our game and played a little bit more, but clearly didn't play against Purdue. If he's out for an extended period of time, everybody wave goodbye to Juice Box. Minnesota will not be in contention because he means that much to them. Yeah, that just... 
doesn't sit well with me. Um, Illinois, Wisconsin, well, it was the it was the nail in the coffin of Paul Chris. Brett Bielema Bowl back to Wisconsin. Brett Bielema, uh, Illinois looks decent. They're competitive. Um, they're a they're they close, play really hard. They're a close loss to Indiana from being undefeated. Yeah, I mean they they, I mean, they, really they lost hard. that game to Indiana by three points, a game they blew, and they had a yeah, chance to win. Illinois. And I mean, look at they've held Wyoming to six. Indiana had twenty three on them. Virginia to three, so power five school. Chattanooga, okay, Chattanooga, to zero. And Wisconsin to ten. Pretty good. And they can run the ball a little bit. And they've got a threat in former quarterback slash now wide Isaiah receiver, Williams. Isaiah Williams. Don't call him Juice. It, don't look now. but And I said this, I think, last week in the pod, that if Illinois somehow found a way to win that game, they could definitely be – I mean, they're, they've won four games already. They're – they're going to go just, bowling. They're going to go bowling. And now it's a matter of can they really contend? They've got Iowa at home this they week. They might be they the favorite Minnesota. in the West right now. I mean, now. They've, got, they've got their toughest games are arguably, except for Michigan, are at home. they got Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan State, and Purdue, if you want to call Michigan State a tough game, no, at home. That. That's crazy. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Could have been our coach. <laughs> I don't know that we would have been no. any happier with it, but no, could have been. Probably would have been worse. Um Rutgers, Ohio State, Ohio State hardly didn't cut. They, the 40 and a half that we had, they just missed that. Um, I bet you they, I'm surprised they didn't cover after the whole, like, the punting Shiano. thing. So, like, I get I get it at a knee-jerk reaction that Rutgers was pissed that they thought Day called a fake. But he he didn't. You, I, I didn't even watch the game. I just saw the highlight, and I could tell right away. The punter saw the entire Rutgers punt coverage team go to the right, and I mean, he would have been stupid to kick it because he had a free, he could have crawled thirty yards, and he takes a cheap shot hit out of bounds um, by whatever his name is, Rutgers return man, who's a, a good return man, and you know there's a scrum of course because it was a cheap shot against a kicker, um, flipped him over on the sidelines and everything right on Ohio State sideline, and Shiano makes his way over and he's talking trash about Bush League. You called that blah blah blah. Now, I said I was going to flag him at the beginning. It was in the heat of the moment. So, you know, he calmed down. He said, hey, me and Dave, we have no problems. I was just protecting my players. He was protecting his players. But still, like, is it really necessary for you to go across the field? Is it necessary Rutgers? You're freaking Rutgers. You're Rutgers. You're you're getting your ass whipped. Hey, here's here's novel concept. Don't let the fake punt happen. Don't put yourself in a bad spot. Like, I don't want to hear about that. But in Ohio State... I mean, okay, they didn't need Travion Williams. It might not have him against Michigan State either. It doesn't matter. Whatever. They went for five touchdowns. They're backup Williams, running back. Yeah, I mean, tied a school record. Like, Ohio State is a freaking juggernaut, and their defense is much better this year. That's the difference because their offense was great last year too. Their offense is maybe even more polished now. Even without Smith and Jigba, who's been nursing a hamstring, man, that team is dangerous. Yeah, that's uh, a good team. We'll get into next week here in a minute, but – you. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that for now. But, I mean, Ohio State, what else can you say? I mean, they, they barely, I mean, it was their spread was like 40 and a half, and they didn't yeah. quite cover, but they smoked Rutgers. Yeah. Um, and then um, Nebraska-Indiana didn't really catch much of that. Uh, Nebraska, Nebraska looked win, decent. They, you know, they won 30, you know, 35-21. They, they, um, their defense held a little bit. You know, they got to win. I will say this. I've said this on the podcast before, like when Scott Frost got fired and whatever. Find me a truly more authentically loyal fan base than Nebraska has. There isn't. They have been dog you-know-what for the last five or six seasons. They continually sell that place out in a sea of red, and they are rabid. Now, they may leave early when they're getting their butt kicked in games, but they sell out, they show out to support every game. I can guarantee you, because we won't be here, but I'll, and Ryan won't watch it, but I'll watch at least part of it, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Half to three quarters of Michigan State Stadium this week will be scarlet and gray. I guarantee you, that would never happen at Nebraska. That would never happen there. So good for them. Um, they're probably too far out of it to prove me right on the pick that I had for them. But you never know. They play Rutgers this week, so we'll see. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, Penn State Northwestern. How many turnovers did Northwestern force in the <laughs> five? Didn't score a single point. It was in, it was in hurricane, a hurricane. Yeah, it was in Ian, the remnants of Ian or whatever, which, all right, you know, RIP and 
Yeah. Prayers out for the people down in Fort Myers and and that area. Man, that's crazy if you watch the footage of that. And sadly, there may be another hurricane brewing kind of in that same pathway. Um, That's not not a good thing if that happens. Let's get to what everyone's been waiting for. This is the last Big Ten game we have to talk about. Yeah, I guess because they're playing each other. The dumpster fire of all dumpster fires. Um, I I don't really, I don't know if I have it a rant in me like I did last week. Just I just I'm just tired of it. I mean, this is it's sour grapes. It's it's spoiled milk. It's it's terrible. I mean, it's the same shit every it's it's skin game it's light brown colored dog poop being on bread being sold yeah, as peanut yeah, butter I mean, on bread. Is, like it is, is it is that bad i mean like like i i'm patient so the graham <clears throat> libtard couch article was really good if you want to find it on lansing state journal from it was updated october 1st i think it was and he addressed something i addressed last week which was that Year three coaches is where you find recruiting deficiencies starting to glare from the last right the last coach. Yeah. But the problem is, and he aptly pointed out, and I'm sorry to say this, Michigan State fans, because this is going to knock us all down a peg to give us a reality check. He had a tremendous point. Mel Tucker came in in February of 2020 and then promptly was sidelined for spring football and everything because of the hoax called COVID. No in-person recruiting. No in-person recruiting in 2021. The 2022 class this year, I think, is the first class that he got to do some in-person recruiting. 2023 is the first class that he's going to bring in that he has completely recruited in person and not on Zoom. Now, since even Michigan State has played so poorly they've gotten two more four-star recruits they have 10 so far out of their 13 recruits signed for next year are four stars i personally i get it like i get people are pissed i'm pissed ryan and i left you know michigan state even still had a chance and we we left the house to go eat dinner the other day um with about what nine ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter because it's just the same old garbage It, it was the same but that said, I can temper it a little bit, even though we're in this instant gratification society. I'm willing to give Tucker a chance and, and blow off all these people that say, hey, you paid $95 million for your coach. That's what the market dictated. Okay, I mean that's There's a reason they gave it to him. They, they see what he can do for the future. And like Graham Couch said, blame Kenneth Walker. I said it, and I said it on the podcast last week. I said it at the Minnesota game. Now I understand how big Kenneth Walker was for Michigan State. He made the offensive line look better. He made the defense that didn't deserve to have swagger have swagger because they could get rest. The defense this year, now they played better against Maryland, I will say. They were not perfect. They're, they're First not half was perfect. bad, second half, six points. But they held fine. Maryland to six points. They gave Michigan State a fighting chance with what's supposed to be a great offense. Um but last year, the defense, Walker still gave him swagger because they knew he and Thorne were going to go score touchdowns. There's no swagger on defense because there's no guarantee Michigan State's not going to go backwards in three plays. Now, Peyton Thorne, yes, he's playing like his girlfriend broke up with him, but that is a result of a couple things. Number one, he has no run game. Not because he doesn't have good running backs. Because we I saw, like, I think his backs, the threesome of backs, are, are good running backs. The problem is, is the offensive line yeah, is complete and utter big steaming piles of Scooby-Doo-sized dog shit. That's how bad Michigan State's offensive line is. And those are fifth and sixth year seniors. Those are guys like Samick and Duplain who've been freaking starters since they were freshmen. Now, I'll put Spencer Brown to the side because he's still he's a little bit having, young he's and he's having a decent he's year. Horst is Horst awful. is Awful. Green is worse. Green and Carrick, Carrick is 912 years old with knees that are worse than a 914-year-old. The offensive line is shit. Can't, can't. You watch. Do me a favor. Against Ohio State, it's not even going to be fair, but watch Peyton Thorne's feet. He's never settled back there. He was at least settled last year because there was the threat that K-9, when he got the ball, could bust it. Michigan State's running backs, Berger, Broussard, Collins, who did not get nearly enough totes. He had five carries for 36 yards against Maryland, and inexplicably they kept taking him out. 
they're not none of them are at canine's level to make the to cover the sins of the offensive line. And Ryan has said it numerous times, like I don't think that Mel Tucker is the issue. I think Mel Tucker has got a plan. I think he's going to work the plan. Am I tired of his same old coach speak every press conference? Yeah. You know, like, don't tell us it's death by inches. Don't tell us about we're close. Close to what? Close to what? Not getting your ass kicked as much? Just be honest. I, I honestly think if he was honest and said, you know what? We're dealing with some things. And Michigan State has had a lot of injuries to key players on defense especially. It's not a good team But right we're now. dealing with things and we're working as hard as we can. Don't sell me on we're close because we're close says we have a chance every week. We and there aren't very many games left on the schedule where Michigan State legit has a chance. I'm not saying they're not going to win another game, but they're going to lose more than they win, right? So the problem is if you want to, to, to boil it down to one thing, boil it down to the offensive line. I don't even think it's speed and the D-backs' fault. I really don't. It's because the they are constantly, we saw in the Minnesota game, the time of possession is like three times one. Michigan State's like 129th in Second, TOP. Third worst in time of possession. I mean, in re- football. you can't, you can't if you can't sustain up. drives on offense, yeah, then you're not going to do anything. The only thing I'll say that Mel, I'm okay with Mel com- repeating all the time is complimentary football. Because when the offense plays well, the defense can't stop anybody. When the defense gets stops, the offense doesn't do jack shit. The only bright spots on Michigan State's teams for real, through five games this season, are the goal line defense, which they have something ungodly like stopped teams 14 out of 14 times on the one-yard line. Spectacular. And they're punting. Bryce Berenger averaged he's the best every single every single one of his kicks last week was best over 50 yards. I think punter. he's close to 50-yard average on the season. Two, I think. He, But Michigan State's kicking game is awful. Like if if Stone is so your guy good. and he's a freshman, ride with him. Let him ride and die. The season's trash. They put in this kicker from Auburn, inexplicably, all of a sudden, and he misses his field goal. goal. Misses his field goal. Then Stone gets his blocked because, by the way, Maryland jumped over the top. Apparently, that's not a penalty if that's not the guy that blocks it. But whatever, they miss a. I mean, Michigan State left seven point in a bad snap on from a scholarship snapper. They left seven points. On the board in that first yeah. half could have been twenty-one to twenty-one, easy, um, I, or twenty-one to twenty. I think it would have been easy. Um, I get it. You want to say as a coach, and you need to keep motivation. We're close, but close to what? And I've had this discussion off and on with Chris, um, you know, one of our most loyal listeners on text. Like I kind of agree with him. You can't really sell out your young guys in the next few weeks because. Ohio State's going to be a bloodbath. Wisconsin, you got a fighting chance just because Graham Mertz is dog meat. You got to buy, and then you got Michigan. And let's be realistic. Yes, it's a rivalry game. We'll get our hopes up. Something good will happen in that game. I give us about a snowball's chance in hell to win that game at this point in time. But then you got like, okay, Illinois is going to be tough. But then you have Rutgers in Indiana. Then you play your play the rest of your young guys. Play your brand new offensive line. Get them experience. Mm-hmm. At that point, who cares? You're not going to make a bowl game anyway. Get game experience. I will say they've played a lot of the true freshmen this year already past their redshirt limit. Um, But they played them past their redshirt limit, which I think is key. So for anybody calling for Tucker's head, chill out. It's not that bad. But I will say some things need to be evaluated, such as Kaplovic. If he's supposed to be such a great offensive line coach, why is Michigan State's offensive line still crap? It's regressed. Okay, I will give Hazelton credit. He went and played a lot more base four three, a little harder for the normal football fan to see. But I, you know, read it and read the breakdowns, and okay, I can see that. And I did see um, who's seven Brule. Mm-hmm. Brule was out there more with Van Zimmerman and and Halliday, who still can't make a can tackle. Um, and Gross, they moved to his more natural spot of nickel, and they put Mangum at you know at safety. It wasn't great, but it was better. There was some marginal improvement, and I can live with that. I'm not saying that Hazleton should keep his job, but you want to boil it down. You want to be effing raving mad at a line at a, at a group of players at Michigan State. Boo the shit out of that offensive line because they suck. And look at the best teams in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, Illinois. You know, Brett, Brett, Brett Bielema is known for building offensive linemen. That's what he did at Wisconsin. Those teams have nails offensive lines. Michigan State's offensive line 
couldn't win the Mac. They couldn't win the Mac. And that's what's so disappointing is like, if those guys are that bad, stop riding and dying with them. Put in your young guys and get them some experience. And if they're not good enough, then you're not developing your talent enough and get some damn new coaches. Period. Period. So, Chris, it wasn't a Valenti rant from me, Ryan. I don't know if you have anything else to... To add, I if mean, you, I, if you I want to blow the top, I hundred percent think it's it's a lot of it comes down to coaching and scheme. I think these guys aren't being put in position to succeed, and I, I don't think they believe in the system. There, there's no fire. They put no fire. Mm-hmm. They they just look. Lost. So if you're making them overthink, then simplify it. They don't. It, it, football doesn't have to be a complex game. Slow it down for them and simplify it for them. Okay. And and in no in the other thing I have, and I'll give it back to you, right, is Michigan State's inability to adjust in-game. Elijah Collins stuck around. He's an example of a guy that stuck around as a senior and stayed when he could have transferred, and he earned the carries on Saturday. And it wasn't like they had to abandon the run because they still could run the ball a little bit. He was getting carries. He was getting yards. He was getting yards after contact. He was falling forward. They gave him five totes for the game. That tells me that you're not able to to adjust in game. And I know that Reed's been dinged up, and I read a blurb on him today about him. He's had cuts and bruises and sprains and whatever since camp. If you're going to play like you've got a vagine, don't come back for your fifth year. Go to the NFL. He's playing like he's... He, he dropped like three passes. I believe, including maybe a touchdown against Maryland. Now, he made a couple of good plays, and Michigan State finally got him in space, which is what they need to do. But, damn it, Reed, go across the middle. Do something for the team to do it. You're afraid to get hurt because you don't want to ruin your NFL stock. Mm. Then don't play. Here's the here's the don't news flash for you, buddy. Your draft stock's killed already, so you might as well leave it all out there. Because if you're if you're going to act like this, you're not going to get picked. If you put your body on the line, you're playing hard. You got a chance, but... You're giving yourself the white glove treatment, and it ain't a good look for you. You know what? Screw it. Go with the freshman. We've got a ton of good freshman guys. Maybe they're not as astute with their routes and stuff, but, hell, throw the ball more to Mosley. Throw the ball more to the tight ends. Where the hell is Carr? Michigan State doesn't throw the ball to Carr ever. No, they throw the ball to He may struggle because he he doesn't block as well or whatever, but then put him in a situation where he can do well. Like, they're splitting Barker out. They're running him sometimes on jet sweeps, like... If Carr is that much of a freak athlete, get his ass on the field. Like to me, that's a coaching thing. That's where I have a problem with coaching. Not the long game. Michigan State's going to be fine in the long run. You, it takes a while to build up four-star recruits. Not all those four-star recruits are ready to go right out of the gate when they get in. I get it. I'm willing to give Tucker some time. I'm, I'm not calling for his head. You're not going to hear me calling for his head. But you're damn well going to hear me calling for position coaches' heads if they can't get their talent coached up. Yeah, I think it's going to be Kaplovich. Hazelton, Barnett, I mean, is uh, those guys have to go. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. I wanted to say this. The definition of urgency is the quality of being very important and needing attention immediately. Michigan State plays with none of that. No, they, they really don't. They haven't all year, and that's frankly, that's embarrassing. That's coaching. That's not having your guys prepared, motivated, ready to go. That's what I'm sick of. They look like they're lost out there, half asleep. You, you get punched in the mouth. You lay on the ground and don't get back up. Ridiculous. That's not the program that Michigan State... That's Mark D'Antonio built that as much as he kind of brought it down with him at the end. You know, it wasn't great. Recruiting was bad. It's kind of leading to this stuff. The man founded his program on toughness and just blue-collar mentality. We have none of that. It's They look like they're like, oh, we're Michigan State. We're fine. We'll go out and win. No, that's BS. That's not true, especially now with Ohio State as a basically an SEC team. Michigan has played well the last two seasons. Penn State is, I mean, they recruit really well, and I, you just can't do that. You can't expect, ex, expect anything like that, and we do. I'm tired of it. Um, that's that's on Mel. Um, I would agree with that. Is, I but, think you can blame the head coach for that, is that you know, the players talk about culture. So if the culture is to keep chopping and is to keep fighting, I have not crap. seen, I don't mind the mantra, but I, then show it to me. Show me the money. Show me where you're chopping and where you're fighting and where you're... Because we're talking about simple elementary things like missing tackles or, you know, just hitting somebody square in the mouth 
a little extra hard. Like I, I just, I'm not, I saw that last year. And again, that is probably the Kenneth Walker factor. Like he gave Michigan state swagger. And by the way, he's two and O against Aiden Hutchinson. Um, we can talk about that in scramble, but Seahawks beating the lions. But, um, I, it, it's, it's never been more apparent than the last two weeks, how much we missed one player on this team, a single guy. That's yeah. insane to me. Second down, uh, college football at large will make it quick. Uh, UCLA beat Washington. That was pretty. I mean, not huge upset. UCLA's five and zero. Washington fought back, but yeah, that was that was Georgia almost gave it away to Missouri, but somehow won. Bama. Bryce got hurt. He's day to day with a shoulder sprain, I believe. But Milrow or whatever their backup came in, and he was pretty freaking good. So that's. I mean, that's not surprising. Clemson, um, kind of back to their old ways. Good win over NC State. Um, Ole Miss beats Kentucky. I, uh, Kentucky, I don't think, is very good. The Will Levis hype, I don't buy that. I don't no, think he had some key I don't turnovers think he's good. CBS mock draft NFL on Monday. They had him as the number one pick. No way. He's terrible. No way. They also have Anthony Richardson as the third pick, and he's not good either. So no. shows you how much the media just drools over the SEC. Um, Oklahoma State. Pretty convincing win over Baylor. Um, they're looking pretty, like probably the best team in the Big 12 right now, honestly. Um, Oklahoma embarrassed. 479 yards of offense but they at, allowed in the, the half. In defensive a coach. Half. Ouch. Yeah. A&M lost again. Too bad um, to Mississippi State. Good. Florida State, Wake. Pretty decent game. Um, Wake prevailed. Florida State still 4-1. and one. Looking like Norvell might keep that job of his. Um, guy that we ragged on last year a lot, Adrian Martinez. He's balling right now for Kansas State. Except for that upset loss to Tulane. They're they're playing pretty well. Um, good for them. Kansas, Jayhawks. Rock Chalk win game, game day this week. Good for them. They're ranked for the first time in 13 years. That's crazy. Funny that Pitt lost. Um to Georgia Tech because we do not like Narduzzi anymore. Um, yeah, I don't think we need – there's nothing else really crazy. Uh, fire The firing of Durrell, that's not surprising. They kind of no. suck. Um, I don't know who they're going to get. They want the enemy, but He it, said no the last time. Yeah. I've got – there's some Big Ten stuff in here, but this is a great little piece um, from Fox Sports. Top ten stats, like incredible stats of the week. So I already said the one thing, TCU, 479 yards of offense and a half against Oklahoma and 55 total points. This is a Big Ten one. Saturday marked the sixth win Purdue has had over an AP-ranked opponent since Jeff Brown became the program's head coach in 2017. In the 10 years prior, the Boilermakers were 2-25 and against ranked opponents. He knows how to win big games. Um. <laughs> Illinois, oh, we mentioned this, Wisconsin's largest home losses since 2008. I said 1989 or something like that. That's the last time they had an in-season firing of a coach. Rutgers had a 7 nothing lead against Ohio State. If you blinked, you missed it. It's the first time that they've ever played them that they had a lead at any point. That's kind of crazy. Um, Oklahoma State scored 36 against Baylor. First time the Bears have allowed more than 30 points in 18 games. A good defensive Jeez. team. Um, on the road, they did that. Uh, Kansas is the five and zero for the first time since two thousand and nine. That's crazy. Um, world is upside down at this point in time. Nick Saban is now sixteen and zero against Arkansas. That's nuts too. He doesn't lose to too many guys, but um, crazy. Um, you know, Texas A and M scored ten points through three quarters. They have 109 points this season, the lowest through its first five games in 30 years. And you're going to tell me that Jimbo Fisher isn't on the hot seat? College football is great. I mean, it's beautiful fall weather on Saturday, and I didn't get my ass off the couch. I just flipped from game to game to game to game. Um, And it was a beautiful thing, and there's more of that coming this week. So thank you, college football. Oh, one other Big Ten note we'll say. um, doesn't really fit anywhere except for maybe in the scramble. But I'm going to tell you, Go look for the story about Northwestern's new stadium. Fully privately funded. It is amazing and it is incredible and it's smaller to fit the fact that it's a small school. You got a program that's struggling like they are and they can still do this. That's a pretty good thing. So look look that up. All right. Big time. Third down. 
do a little. Uh, oh yeah, we gotta do our. I gotta do ad. my. I gotta do my ad. Gotta find. I forgot to put it in my. Uh, in my read here, a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty. Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that best fits your needs and makes the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids of Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Awesome. Third down, week six preview. Um, let's just get into it. Uh, I think it's Friday night, Nebraska-Rutgers. This is straight up. Um, it's at Rutgers. Um, I'm going with the Huskers because they have a good offense. Boy, yeah. You know, I mean, I preseason I picked that as a loss for Nebraska, and I had them, you know, having a decent season. I think they're going in opposite directions right now. Rutgers cannot score. Um, now that might be helped by the fact that Nebraska's defense generally sucks, but... Um, I'll go with the Huskers on the road. Uh, Michigan, IU, Michigan, 21.5-point favorite. I think they're going to easily cover it. Indiana's pretty bad. Yeah, I think that they easily Honestly. cover that. I I mean, Indiana sometimes plays Michigan well at home, but I've not seen anything from Indiana that's good this year, except for that they beat some mediocre teams in close games. And they beat Illinois. That's Purdue and Maryland. Um, close spread. It's I think, where is it? I look on the... It is it's at Maryland. Okay, I'm. Uh, I thought so. I'm going with the Terps. I, I what I saw out of them the other day. They're a pretty decent team. Good receivers. Offense is good. Their defense is okay. Um, I don't think Purdue really has it, and it's on the road. So I'm going with the Terps. Man, close. You know, I mean, Purdue's three and two. I had them. Or Ryan had them four and one. Uh, you know, at this point in time, so they're not that far off. Their losses have been pretty close. They just got a big win at Minnesota, um, but I think Maryland is plenty healthy. They get nobody at their games, which is crazy to me. Um, man, yeah, I'll go with Maryland. I picked I picked Purdue to lose the, to Maryland at the beginning of the season, so I'll stick with it. Wisconsin and Northwestern. Oh, the yawner! It's a nine and a half point spread for Wisconsin. Northwestern can't score. Yeah, that's, I, I think the Wisconsin will win 10 0. Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin will win. They'll win for Leonard. I mean, Wisconsin doesn't have much of a of a slate for the rest of the way at Northwestern, at Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland at home, at Iowa, at Nebraska, Minnesota. I mean, they very well could turn things around record wise and, you know, get their savior, Jimmy Leonard, as coach. I think they're going to pound the hell out of Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, Iowa versus Illinois. Uh, I'm rolling with the fighting Illini, baby. I'm on the bandwagon. Man, it's at Illinois. Yeah. The only struggle, I mean, Iowa still can't score points. That's why I really struggle to pick them. But I do think a team like Illinois that's building has more tendency to fall down a week after a big win than a team that, that does it routinely. Illinois hasn't been in this territory in a while. I'm going to go opposite of you. I'm going to say that Iowa finds a way, holds them down, and gets the win. All right. <laughs> we'll, it for, we'll do it last. Texas versus Oklahoma, Red, Red River. River. Shootout. Yeah. Don't I'm going me. with the Longhorns. Oklahoma sucks. They're, Texas is going to run all over them. Boy, Texas has struggled, though, this year. What, are we going spread or straight up? Straight. Rivalry game. Texas, Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's lost two in a row, right? Yes. Um, Texas is, you know, they lost a kind of a heartbreaker against Texas Tech. I could buy it. I'll go with Texas as well. Uh, then we got game day. TCU versus Kansas. TCU's a six-and-a-half point favorite. I think this is where the, the winning stops for the Jayhawks. I think TCU's offense is pretty damn good, and they cover that yeah. six-and-a-half. I think it'll be probably a ten-point game. Yeah, I mean, I think Kansas will keep it close for three quarters maybe, but I, I agree. I think TCU covers that pretty easily, actually. Then two NFL, or a few, a little bit two NFL games. Uh, Lions versus the Patriots. This is a, a must-win must for the Detroit Lions if they have any hope of doing anything of use and being semi-decent. I think... 
Yeah, they're down to their third string quarterback because Hoyer got but an he'll probably have five thousand yards passing. It's just like Michigan State, the exactly. war, terrible defense. I think the Lions are going to come in. There's this is the motivation that fat bastard Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator. We're not losing to him. That fat blueberry. The Lions are going to win two and three going uh, to a bye. I can't. We're not losing the Pats. We're not. That bastard. I have not seen. A worse NFL defense, maybe in my life. Um, I hate the Pats too, but remember, I'm a Vikings fan anyway, so I'm going. Mm -hmm. I'm going the Patriots to win. What about the Cowboys and the Rams? Man, the broken bull, right? Like, yeah, Cooper Rush is three and zero. Cooper Rush is three and zero, four and zero in his career. Stafford had an inter, a pick six and a fumble last night in the fourth quarter, like the king of the fourth quarter comebacks. I mean. Boy, they're kind of patchwork line. They didn't look great. Boy, I'm going Are we Cowboys. Going spread in that game? No, straight because it's pretty close spread. I'm going Cowboys. I think their defense is better. Yeah, I think Par- Parsons is going to absolutely live. I mean, last I checked last night when I stopped watching, the Niners had six sacks, and that was in the third quarter. I don't know what they ended up with, but I mean, no, they have both and stuff, so I, I understand, but. Yeah, I gotta go Cowboys. As much as I don't necessarily like them, they're no, kind of they're but... they're firing a little bit on offense, and their defense is really good. And now to the shit show of all shit shows, smash the line, which 20, I don't know what it is. It's twenty five and a half still. still. Ohio State, I'm shocked. Ohio State is going to cover that in the first. Now it's interesting. Quarter. That's FanDuel because I've seen as high as thirty and a half in some. So there's probably like an average of like twenty seven and a half. It's the worst. Dog, Michigan State's been at home since I think sometime in the seventies is what I read. Um, they were probably the worst dog they've been to Ohio State since maybe nineteen ninety eight when they pulled off the upset. The difference is that team had a lot of playmakers. Other Michigan State teams that have beaten good Ohio State teams have had a lot of playmakers. Michigan, this same Michigan State team with Kenneth Walker lost what fifty six to seven last yeah, year, forty nine nothing at or, half to Ohio State. Seven touchdowns and seven possessions. Put your ever loving is it be a better investment than your four hundred one k? Put your mortgage as long on as it. Biden is in office, your four hundred one k is taking a shit. Put all that money, take it out, and just put it on Ohio State to cover the twenty five and a half. Because I'm telling you. It's going to be it's at least 35. Bloodbath. At least 35. And I'll tell you what. If Michigan State covers that spread, I will do a naked lap around the yard in broad daylight. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to do that. In the, in the, That's how sure no, I am. No, no, in the, That's uh, how we'll sure say, I am. Well, Not that, because you're going to get arrested. Well, you can do it in the in the jong, in the, in the speedo, <laughs> Mr. Biden. Okay, fine. Danny and, Danny and Dave... Yeah, the jong, the speedo. Yeah. Okay, uh, but I'm hammering 25 and a half Ohio State. Um, I, 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 I'm not kidding you. I would. This has never happened. I'm not watching it. I refuse to watch this football game. I don't even want to waste a minute of my life watching it because I know the result. It's already over. It's already seven nothing Ohio yeah. State. And don't get any you know grand illusions that this is 2016 where no. Michigan State you know almost beat the number one at the time Buckeyes. They lost 17 to 16 at home on a botched, really, two point conversion that probably should have converted, and Michigan State should have pulled the upset there. The difference is that 2016 team, even though it went three and nine, was pretty competitive in most of yeah, those well, games. They had, the only game that really got bored. You know, I mean, Lewerke broke his leg that season when he kind of was starting to come on a little bit as a sophomore, and we had Tyler O'Connor. But like that team. That team fought. Like that team still had talent left over from the run of the Rose Bowl and the Cotton Bowl and the, you know, and the CFP. Um, they, don't get any grand illusions, Michigan State fans. And I'm sorry if my two tickets sold to Buckeyes fans. Yeah, sorry. I Mel. made I made Make double your team competitive. Then we'll talk. I made double what I paid for on each of my ticket. I made four times what I paid for on my parking pass. I don't really care. I predict it's going to be like Columbus North, and you know what? You got to start playing, putting a better, more competitive team out there, and a team with fight and a team with grit and toughness that that you want to go and watch, even if they lose. Otherwise, you're not going to get any fans in that stadium the rest of the way, which is a shame because it's the most student tickets ever sold, and the student section was great the first couple of games. Yeah, I agree. Sport down, scramble. Um, 
Let's see. I mean, I, when you do my segment, uh, anything you want to talk, chat. I mean, Aaron Judge, that's huge. Um, getting to 62, big time. I like how Patrick Reed refiled his lawsuit, probably Reed. spelled some names right. I mean, give me a break. You're not going to win that. No one cares about um, that. How about the live? Like, the only way they're going to get on TV Paying. is they're buying their time from Fox. They're not getting paid. Like, Fox and NBC and CBS paid the Big Ten a billion dollars a year to get their package. The live has to pay FS1 to be on TV. Um just a couple of other quick news and notes, and I'll let Ryan get to his little sections in the section. Is there a team that drops more passes than the Vikings? No. Just saying. Double doink. Kickers, man. Make that PAT and a ton of bets likely cover. Um, I'm talking about, well, what game was I talking about? Oh, I think it was the Minnesota game. That was the game. When they missed the PAT, they would have won by four, and they ended yep. up winning by three. Um, a lot of pissed off betters there. Um the Lions and the Spartans D bend then break. I'm just gonna say the Lions bent over a barrel. The Lions defense is so bad. It's the worst. And the funny part is their offense is really, really good. And that best was without their two best receivers and their best running backs. They scored forty five points. I mean that 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 pisses me off. The lot Jared Goff. Not one punt for the Seahawks. No, no. With Geno freaking Smith as their quarterback. They made him look like he, the second coming of Lamar Jackson. I mean, seriously, they yeah. made him look so good. And he's they trash. knew what the Detroit was throwing at him, except for Rodrigo. That deep, and actually, Okuda's been playing well. I'm. There's been one good game so far out of Aiden Hutchinson. You Again, you tell me how he was the number two pick in the draft. And no I get it takes time. No, it doesn't take time. Not for a number two pick. A number two pick, unless there's an injury, should damn well be a contributor immediately. You need to be. Immediately. I get it. Maybe teams are, but like, no. no. Don't give me excuses. You're either the number two pick and you're good enough or you're not. And right now, I am right. You are not. And the Lions are struggling on defense because of it. They're just like Michigan State. They no can't pass get, rush. They can't get home. No pass rush. Um, Awarie may as well be like, me trying to cover Rizzo somebody. Blew his hands behind his back. Uh, it's this is why I don't. Li- I've told Ryan a million times why I don't live and die with the Lions. And they even still had a chance in that game. They had the onside kick at the end. They rolled right over it. They belly rolled right over yeah, it. That's just so. Um, this is this was a fun thing that I I saw um, talking about droughts. The, the t- twelve longest active playoff droughts in sports. I thought the was kind of the, cool. The Tigers have the longest now in baseball. The longest. What do you think the longest drought? Is in, in any of the four major in sports. Years or who? Years and who? Um, I don't know. 16 years, some... Sacramento Kings. So 2006 was the last Tied for second, the Jets, 11 seasons. 11 or 10, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, the Sacramento, 2005, 2006. Jets, 2010. Buffalo Sabres has been 11 seasons. Really? Phillies, 10 seasons, although I that think broke. they made they the broke. playoffs. Okay, they made the, playoffs. the Tigers now have the longest playoff drought. The reason why this was a thing, too, was because the Mariners broke like a 20-year um, drought getting in. So the Tigers, yeah, they're at eight, soon to be nine seasons. The last appearance was in 2014. The Los Angeles Angels actually are tied with the Tigers, also since 2014. Kind of a surprise. Royals, 2015. Pirates, 2015. Rangers, 2016. Charlotte Hornets, 2015-16 season, Detroit Red Wings, six seasons, Crazy. Broncos, six seasons, and that's not looking any better either. Oh, so, boy, yay, suck. Detroit. We got two teams in there. Um, unbelievable. That's crazy. Sorry, give us your two segments. Uh, yeah, segment. two segments. Butt burners this week. Jimbo Fisher, you suck. We've talked about it. We hate him. He's a trash coach. He's stealing money. Um, oh, hand over fist. He's horrible. Aaron Glenn, stock way down. Uh, he's on the hot seat. Likeable dude if you watched Hard Knocks. Yeah, but, but man. He's, he's, his defense is not prepared. They look terrible. Big stock down the Rams and Matthew Stafford. Wood is good. That's not even, I mean, I get that, you know, guys hurt, whatever, but they don't even look like, they look like the worst team in the NFC West. They look terrible. Yeah, they, the Niners looked awfully good against them last night with Jimmy G. Stock up. Jared Goff, um, you know, I've had my complaints about him. The dude's tied for the lead for touchdown passes. He's third in the league in in. Does that include his pick six touchdowns? No, he would be leading with two pick sixes there. But, 
I mean, he's looks good. He's looked great. He's comfortable. He has command of the offense. He's even moving a little bit back there, here and there. Good yeah, and, and without the two starting guards, they haven't him, played. I don't think the prove guards it. have played all season. It's a prove it year for him. He's um, doing it. Yeah, and so a little bit of a patchwork line, and Ragnar's been in and out, and he's doing a good job. And, and the Lions' running game is good. The receivers are good. It's not the offense. It's not an offensive problem. No. If you score forty-five Best points in the league. Yeah, and you're one and three. That's but worst defense in the league. Stock up, Lance Leopold. There's gonna be a bidding war for this guy. Kansas, will they offer him enough money? Probably not. Nebraska, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Arizona State. Who knows what else comes open? You know, in in the market um, as the season goes on. But he's gonna be a hot commodity. He's gonna have his choice. He's gonna, <clears throat> he can do whatever he wants. He can kick his shoes up and have a nice nice cocktail. Um, Last one um, of this week, Kenzie Hughes, um, winner of the Sanderson Farms this weekend. First win um, since 2016. That was his only one um, at the RSM Classic wins. Um, good for him. Played really well. He's a likable guy. Somebody um, I like to pick in our yeah, in our He's been, he's been close before. Um, younger guy. Um, went to, fun fact, Kent State, so that's kind of funny. Is Costanza the, the spokesperson for Sanderson Farms? He should be, yeah. You know, chicken beer and chicken dogs and yep. chicken everything. You know, and they traded him from the Yankees to... Yep, to exactly. The, but to good for him. Um, I'm sure I could have done other people, but those are the three I had in mind um, this week. Um, yeah, well, I guess we go to the sprint now. I get to run it for the or for the first time ever. Um, so I guess I'm asking you, who is the most surprising college football team so far? That's got to be Kansas. I mean, who they haven't been anything in forever, and to be five and zero, and and you know, doing it in different ways. Like last week was more of a defensive thing. I, I mean, it, it's got to be Kansas in my mind. Yep, I said Kansas as well. In honor of uh, Preston and Abby's wedding this Friday, um, best wedding song or like dance song. Oh man, best wedding dance song. Well, at my wedding, it was the dollar dance. Chris probably remember that. Um, I mean, you got you got things like the chicken dance and stuff. You can't go wrong. You get the hokey pokey. Get all the people out there. You know, get all the old folks out there and stuff. I gotta go. The best, just the best dance song period for just acting a f- completely like a fool is the Humpty Dance. Yeah, they're not gonna play that. That's no one knows about that except you. You don't think Lisa will play that? No. <laughs> Um, well, so then what do you got? I, I mean, I have two. Yeah, by Usher. Just a great, great okay, that's song. Good. Or just like a, this is a classic, like, you know, like everybody does the cha-cha slide. I mean, everyone, you, anyone can do it. Oh, yeah. So, that's like the hokey pokey and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's classic. Do the hustle, whatever. Uh, Humpty Dance, that's mine. Third one. You're going to play that at your wedding. Humpty Sh- Dance. Sure. I'll do Free it. I'll break line. it out. Free throw line. Heisman favorite so far. Oh, man. Jeez. Uh, Nobody really, well. I don't. Nobody really particularly stands out to me. No, I mean, that's why it's some tough. of the guys like Bryce isn't, and he's hurt. Isn't you know on complete fire. Stroud has been pretty good, I would say. I mean, he's certainly up there. Um, man, I JJ McCarthy. <laughs> well, uh, it's not September anymore. <laughs> that's true. September Heisman is done. Man, I. I got a pass. I don't. You stumped me on that one. I said Stroud or Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Yeah, Hooker. He's having a good season. That's true too. I try to avoid watching the SEC because they're on ESPN. But yeah, he, yeah, I would agree. I, I think those are some good picks. I mean, there's. It's going to be a pretty wide open race. I think this year for sure. Yeah. Um, final question: um, Will the Lions fire Aaron Glenn before season's end? Boy. You know, the thing is, is the coaches are the fall guys because, you know, coaches coach, players play, and then win or lose. You know, if you win, it's your players, and if you lose, it's the coaching. I I learned that a long time ago from Steve Marley. So I could see it happening. But the thing is, is if you really look top to bottom, what the Lions don't have a ton of talent on, on defense. I mean, at key positions. And they lost Tracy Walker, who's their best safety. There's minus Okuda, who's playing well. They're suspect in the secondary. Rodrigo's good, but boy, the other Anceloni is dog meat. Oh. I feel like I'm watching Cal Halliday twice, and I love I love you, Cal, but you can't freaking tackle. 
the the line's okay, but Hutchinson is a wasted pick at this point in time. So, I mean that that said, I don't think they have the greatest personnel, but then change something to be given up 48 points to the Seahawks who yeah. who going into that second half against the Lions had scored three points in the second half all year. Yeah, embarrassing. So I, I think if, if, if things don't get marginally, not markedly, marginally better in the next couple of weeks, I could see them making a change. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say they don't. I don't think the Lions are a big boy organization. They don't have it in them, to be honest with you. So I think they won't. I think maybe at the end of the year, but I wouldn't put money on it. That's for Dane. Sure. Well, it disrupt some of the player, you know, the former player chemistry and the coaching staff, and I, I get it. But you know, just like you got to make tough decisions when it comes to player personnel, you got to make tough decisions yep. when it comes to your. You know, it's a business. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what the biggest problem is, though. There's always in the the common theme in all this. The Ford family. <laughs> Screw yeah. them. Tax write off. Joke. That's it. Wow. Good job, Ryan. Hosting. Coming up with a, even a stumper of a sprint question is kind of nice to sit back and just you know spout off about things and not have to do as much homework and preparation. I appreciate it's easy. that. Yep. Um, follow us on Twitter. Final score thirty five. TikTok. I think is it the same? Uh, no, TikTok know. is the AG Spartan fan. Okay. Yeah, that. Um, so if you want to follow, it's us. in the open. Uh, give us what you want to hear. We're go. Oh, is that next week? We're going to start doing basketball stuff. Or is that the week after? I mean, we're close. We're getting close. I mean, hoops starts. 34 days till Michigan State hoops. Um, Ryan, Mr. Analytics over here has got... Yeah, oh, I'm going crazy. Analytics up the wazoo for his preview. Bartorvik, so. um, Evan Mayo doing the homework. It's going to be fun. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Um, pound that like button, um, whatever you're listening on. Um, we, we would appreciate that. Leave a comment if you want to tell us we suck. Tell us we're good. Whatever you think. Um, but, yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Also appreciate Team Anders Realtors, our presenting sponsor. They are fantastic people, fantastic realtors, happen to be our neighbors for 20 years here. Um, if you have realty needs in West Michigan in particular, go to teamanders.com. In the meantime, I've got a closer from MJ, appropriate for Spartans and Lions and Bears and anyone else on a skid. You have to expect things of yourself before you can do them.